Thank you for downloading this episode of our podcast. Hi, and welcome to the podcast for Solomon Staircase Masonic Lodge number 357, where we talk about all things related with Freemasonry, including hermetic teachings, philosophy, reason, spirituality, and much more. We're located in Buena Park, Southern California. Tune in as we continue to update our podcast with informative talks and articles for Masons worldwide and those who would like to inquire within. John Wayne was born May 26, 1907. John Wayne was an American actor. John Wayne was born Marion Robert Morrison in Winterset, Iowa on May 26, 1907. According to a news article in the Winterset Madisonian, Wayne was 13 pounds at birth. In 1916, the family moved to Glendale, California. After moving to Glendale, Wayne attended the Wilson Middle School. Every day on his way to school, he would pass the local firehouse with his pet terrier, Duke. One of the local firemen started calling Wayne Little Duke. Wayne preferred just Duke, and the name would stick for the rest of his life. In high school, Wayne played for the Glendale High School Championship team. He was also very active with the local chapter of the Order of Demolay. For college, Wayne would apply to the United States Naval Academy, but was not accepted. He did attend the University of Southern California, USC, on an athletic scholarship. Wayne would break his collarbone, which would end his athletic career. It would also end his scholarship. With no funds available for school, he would leave USC. His coach, who had been giving Tom Mix tickets to USC games, asked Mix and director John Ford to give Wayne a job as a prop boy and extra. Wayne would quickly start appearing as an extra in many films. He would also meet Wyatt Earp, who was friends to Mix. Wayne would later credit Earp for giving his walk, talk, and persona. In 1930, Wayne would be cast in the movie The Big Trail. The director felt that Wayne needed a better stage name. He first suggested Anthony Wayne to a studio executive who rejected it. The director then suggested John Wayne. It was approved by the studio executive. It is important to note that Wayne himself was never present for any of the discussions involving his stage name. The Big Trail was a groundbreaking film of the new era in sound movies, and it is highly regarded by modern critics. Unfortunately, it was a box office flop at the time. Most theaters did not have the equipment to show the 70mm format film it was shot in. Throughout the 1930s, Wayne would star in a series of B-movie westerns. It wasn't until 1939 that John Ford would give him a starring role in the movie Stagecoach, which was a critical and financial success. The film would propel Wayne to becoming a mainstream star. When World War II broke out, Wayne was declared too old for service. He was 34. He was also classified 3A, family deferment. Wayne wanted to be reclassified so that he could serve during the war. Republican Studios, which held his contract, threatened to sue him if he were to leave to enlist. By many accounts, not being able to serve was one of the most painful experiences of Wayne's life. His widow would suggest that in later years he became a super patriot due to the guilt he felt for not serving during the war. Through the 1940s, 50s, and into the 60s, Wayne would work with director John Ford on more than 20 films. One of the more notable films was The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance in 1962. In the film, Wayne, for the first time, calls another character Pilgrim. In 1969, Wayne would win the Best Actor role for his role in True Grit. It would be his second time being nominated. The first came 17 years earlier. 
1976, Wayne would appear in his final film, The Shootist. In the film, Wayne portrayed J.B. Brooks, a man dying of cancer, the disease Wayne himself would pass away from three years later. Wayne passed away from stomach cancer at the UCLA Medical Center on June 11, 1979. Wayne was a member of Marion McDaniel Lodge No. 56 in Tucson, Arizona. He would become a 32nd-degree Scottish Rite Mason, a member of York Rite, and would join Al-Malika Shrine Temple in Los Angeles. The following article is from the Midnight Freemasons webpage and is titled Brother John Wayne on Political Discourse by Midnight Freemasons founder Todd E. Creason, 33rd Degree. John Wayne was never shy about expressing his opinions when it came to politics. He was a conservative and a lifelong Republican. He supported candidates that shared his great love of America and those values that make America great. He was a patriot at heart and developed friendships with many American presidents, starting when he campaigned for Eisenhower, then Nixon, Ford, Reagan. His friendship with Richard Nixon was probably the closest. They exchanged letters frequently and got together on many occasions. Shortly after Nixon won the election in 1968, the Duke wrote to him and said he better watch himself because he was thinking about running for president himself. Nixon responded, Duke is a better title than president. However, even though he was a Republican, he respected every president that was elected by the people and sat in the Oval Office. He sent a telegram to John F. Kennedy after he was elected, saying, Congratulations, sir, from one of the loyal opposition. He did the same with Lyndon B. Johnson and Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter replied to his telegram, I trust the only area in which we will find ourselves in opposition is that of party loyalty. I will need your help in the coming years and hope to have your support. Carter invited the Duke to Washington, D.C. to participate in his inauguration ceremonies, and John Wayne accepted. When John Wayne died in 1979, it was none other than Jimmy Carter that put what the nation was feeling over the loss of the famous actor into words. He said to the nation, John Wayne was bigger than life. He was a symbol of so many of the qualities that make America great. Somewhere along the way, we have forgotten something that John Wayne understood so well. We are all Americans, and we should always show respect to each other, and we should always put our country before our politics. By Todd E. Crease in 33rd Degree. So Todd is the founder of the Midnight Freemasons blog and is a regular contributor. He is the award-winning author of several books and novels, including the famous American Freemason series. He is the author of the From Labor to Refreshment blog. He is the Worshipful Master of Homer Lodge number 199 and a past master of Ogden Lodge number 754. He is a past sovereign master of the Eastern Illinois Council number 356 Allied Masonic Degrees. He is a fellow at the Missouri Lodge of Research and a charter member of a new Illinois Royal Arts Chapter, Admiration Chapter number 282. You can contact him at webmaster at toddcreason.org. That's T-O-D-D-C-R-E-A-S-O-N dot org. The following article is from the website biography.com. So this is John Wayne's biography. John Wayne was one of the most popular film actors of the 20th century, known for roles in films such as True Grit and The Alamo. Who was John Wayne? Actor John Wayne received his first leading role in The Big Trail, 1930, working with John Ford. He got his next big break in Stagecoach, 1939. His career as an actor took another leap forward when he worked with director Howard Hawks in Red River, 1948. 
Wayne won his first Academy Award in 1969 for his role in True Grit. Early Life John Wayne was born Marion Robert Morrison on May 26, 1907 in Winterset, Iowa. Some sources also list him as Marion Michael Morrison and Marion Mitchell Morrison. One of the most popular film actors of the 20th century, Wayne remains an American film icon to this day. The oldest of two children, born to Clyde and Mary Molly Morrison, Wayne moved to Lancaster, California, around the age of seven. I think that's supposed to be Lancaster. The family moved again a few years later after Clyde failed in his attempt to become a farmer. Settling in Glendale, California, Wayne received his distinctive nickname Duke while living there. He had a dog by that name, and he spent so much time with his pet that the pair became known as Little Duke and Big Duke, according to the official John Wayne website. In high school, Wayne excelled in his classes and in many different activities, including student government and football. He also participated in numerous student theatrical productions. Winning a football scholarship to the University of Southern California, Wayne started college in the fall of 1925. He joined the Sigma Chi fraternity and continued to be a strong student. Unfortunately, after two years, an injury took him off the football field and ended his scholarship. While in college, Wayne had done some work as a film extra, appearing as a football player in Brown of Harvard, 1926, and Dropkick, 1927. Western Star Out of school, Wayne worked as an extra and a prop man in the film industry. He first met director John Ford while working as an extra on Mother McCree, 1928. With The Big Trail, 1930, Wayne received his first leading role, thanks to director Raoul Walsh. Walsh is often credited with helping him create his now-legendary screen name, John Wayne. Unfortunately, the Western was a box office dud. For nearly a decade, Wayne toiled in numerous B-movies, mostly Westerns, for different studios. He even played a singing cowboy named Sandy Saunders among his many roles. During this time period, however, Wayne started developing his man-of-action persona, which would serve as the basis of many popular characters later on. Working with Ford, he got his next big break in Stagecoach, 1939. Wayne portrayed the Ringo Kid, an escaped outlaw who joins an unusual assortment of characters on a dangerous journey through frontier lands. During the trip, the kid falls for a dance hall prostitute named Dallas. The film was well received by moviegoers and critics alike, and earned seven Academy Award nominations, including one for Ford's direction. In the end, it took home the awards for music and for actor in a supporting role for Thomas Mitchell. Reunited with Ford and Mitchell, Wayne stepped away from his usual Western roles to become a Swedish seaman in The Long Voyage Home, 1940. The film was adapted from a play by Eugene O'Neill and follows the crew of a steamer ship as they move a shipment of explosives. Along with many positive reviews, the movie earned several Academy Award nominations. Around this time, Wayne made the first of several movies with German actress and famous sex symbol Marlena Dietrich. The two appeared together in Seven Sinners, 1940, with Wayne playing a naval officer and Dietrich playing a woman who sets off to seduce him. Off-screen, they became romantically involved, though Wayne was married at the time. There had been rumors about Wayne having other affairs, but nothing as substantial as his connection to Dietrich. Even after their physical relationship ended, the pair remained good friends and co-starred in two more films, Pittsburgh, 1942, and The Spoilers, 1942. Action Hero Wayne started working behind the scenes as a producer in the late 1940s. 
The first film he produced was Angel and the Bad Man, 1947. Over the years, he operated several different production companies, including John Wayne Productions, Wayne Fellows Productions, and Batjack Productions. Wayne's career as an actor took another leap forward when he worked with director Howard Hanks in Red River, 1948. The Western drama provided Wayne with an opportunity to show his talents as an actor, not just an action hero. Playing the conflicted cattleman Tom Dunson, he took out a darker sort of character. He deftly handled this character's slow collapse and difficult relationship with his adopted son, played by Montgomery Clift. Also around this time, Wayne received praise for his work in Ford's Fort Apache, 1948, with Henry Fonda and Shirley Temple. Taking on a war drama, Wayne gave a strong performance in Sands of Iwo Jima in 1949, which garnered him his first Academy Award nomination for Best Actor. He also appeared in two more westerns by Ford, now considered classics. She wore a yellow ribbon, 1949, and Rio Grande, 1950, with Maureen O'Hara. Wayne worked with O'Hara on several films, perhaps most notably The Quiet Man, 1952. Playing an American boxer with a bad reputation, his character moved to Ireland where he fell in love with a local woman, O'Hara. This film is considered Wayne's most convincing leading romantic role by many critics. Politics and Later Years A well-known conservative and anti-communist, Wayne merged his personal beliefs and his professional life in 1952's Big Jim McLean. He played an investigator working for the U.S. House Un-American Activities Committee, which worked to root out communists in all aspects of public life. Off-screen, Wayne played a leading role in the Motion Picture Alliance for the preservation of American ideals and even served as its president for a time. The organization was a group of conservatives who wanted to stop communists from working in the film industry, and other members included Gary Cooper and Ronald Reagan. In 1956, Wayne starred in another Ford Western, The Searchers, and again showed some dramatic range as the morally questionable Civil War veteran Ethan Edwards. He soon after re-teamed with Howard Hawks for Rio Bravo, 1959, playing a local sheriff, Wayne's character must face off against a powerful rancher and his henchmen who want to free his jailed brother. The unusual cast included Dean Martin and Angie Dickinson. Wayne made his directorial debut with The Alamo, 1960. Starring in the film as Davy Crockett, he received decidedly mixed reviews for both his on- and off-screen efforts. Wayne received a much warmer reception for The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance, 1962, with Jimmy Stewart and Lee Marvin and directed by Ford. Some other notable films from this period included The Longest Day, 1962, and How the West Was Won, 1962. Continuing to work steadily, Wayne refused to let illness slow him down. He successfully battled lung cancer in 1964. To defeat the disease, Wayne had to have a lung and several ribs removed. In the later part of the 1960s, Wayne had some great successes and failures. He co-starred with Robert Mitchum in El Dorado, 1967, which was well-received. The next year, Wayne again mixed the professional and the political with the pro-Vietnam War film The Green Berets, 1968. He directed produced, and starred in the film, which was derided by critics for being heavy-handed and cliched. Viewed by many as a piece of propaganda, the film still did well at the box office. Around this time, Wayne continued to espouse his conservative political views. He supported friend Reagan in his 1966 bid for governor of California, as well as his 1970 re-election effort. In 1976, Wayne recorded radio advertisements for Reagan's first attempt to become the Republican presidential candidate. 
Wayne won his first Academy Award for Best Actor for True Grit, 1969. He played Rooster Cogburn, an eye-patching drunkard and lawman who helps a younger woman named Maddie track down her father's killer. A young Glenn Campbell joined the pair on their mission. Rounding out the cast, Robert Duvall and Dennis Hopper were among the bad guys the trio had to defeat. A later sequel with Katherine Hepburn, Rooster Cogburn, 1975, failed to attract critical acclaim or much of an audience. Death and Legacy Wayne portrayed an aging gunfighter dying of cancer in his final film, The Shootist, 1976, with Jimmy Stewart and Lauren Bacall. His character, John Bernard Brooks, hoped to spend his final days peacefully, but got involved one last gunfight. In 1978, life imitated art with Wayne being diagnosed with stomach cancer. Wayne died on June 11, 1979 in Los Angeles, California. He was survived by his seven children from two of his three marriages, during his marriage to Josephine Sains from 1933 to 1945, the couple had four children, two daughters, Antonia and Melinda, and two sons, Michael and Patrick. Both Michael and Patrick followed in their father's footsteps, Michael as a producer and Patrick as an actor. With his third wife, Pilar Bellet, he had three more children, Ethan, Aisa, and Marissa. Ethan has worked as an actor over the years. Shortly before his death, the U.S. Congress approved a Congressional Gold Medal for Wayne. It was given to his family in 1980. In the same month as Wayne's passing, the Orange County Airport was renamed after him. He was later featured on a postage stamp in 1990 and again in 2004 and was inducted into the California Hall of Fame in 2007. In honor of his charitable work in the fight against cancer, Wayne's children established the John Wayne Cancer Foundation in 1985. The organization provides support to numerous cancer-related programs and to the John Wayne Cancer Institute at St. John's Health Center in Santa Monica, California. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a comment. We enjoy hearing from our listeners. If you really like what you heard, share this podcast with your friends and lodge members. Visit us online at solomonstaircase.org.